This is Safe Conversations with Nikayla. Thank you for joining us. At the conclusion of this episode, we'll let you know how you can get connected with the Safe Place movement. And now, let's have another Safe Conversation. Welcome to another episode of Safe Conversations with your girl, yours truly, Nikayla. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Um, How was your day? My day was, it was pretty good. Um, Typical Monday. I'm recording this on a Monday, so... Um, you'll probably get it on a Monday evening, but my Monday, it was pretty cool. Typical nine to five stressors, but for the most part, my day was good. How was your day? How did you feel? Did you have a good day? Was it a great day? Was it a bad day? How was your day? I don't know if anybody has taken the time out to ask you that question, but how was your day? Well, good. Now we are getting to the juicy stuff. Today's topic is called emotional walls. Emotional walls. So I'm going to take about two seconds for you to just really think about emotional walls. Emotional walls. Did you know it was a thing? Because I didn't. Um, We were in an open discussion um, in the ministry call with some of the ladies that I join on morning calls at 6 a.m. Tuesday through Friday. Shout out to the Safe Place ladies. Um, And one of the questions that were posed was, what are emotional walls? What does that mean to you? So my first question to you is, what does emotional walls mean to you? Take a few minutes. Inhale. Exhale, because it triggered me, but emotional walls. You've heard of boundaries, you've heard of defenses, but emotional walls, I've never heard of. Because I would have never associated my emotions with it being an actual wall that I use. For me, how I process emotions is it is just a reaction to what I'm feeling. But to actually use my emotions as a wall, as a defense mechanism, yeah. It may be common for y'all, but for this one here, yeah, it never clicked like that. So, what does emotional walls mean to you? So, as we were talking, um, I was jotting down some of the emotional walls that they had stated. So, I'm going to share them Um And they were just talking and I was listening. So I'm going to share them just to see if you can kind of resonate with whatever I call out. So there's fear, trauma. You can't accept compliments, past relationships, lies. You never thought that it was a thing because you convinced yourself it's boundaries, trust, not letting people in. Um, You believing that not everyone deserves to get to know you. The resting B face. And if you know, you know that RBF is real. I have it real bad, too. But that could be one. Um, In your mind, you say they don't care about me, so I won't let them in my space. Um, Another one. I speak, but it's not genuine. 
childhood trauma and unspoken expectations. So I'm going to just go back over that list. That is just some of them. When you think about your life, what comes to mind? When you think about your life and emotional walls, what comes to mind? Just from me reading that list, what comes to mind? Do you have childhood trauma? Do you have those scars and those wounds that just tears you up every single time you think about it? But then you use that to, quote unquote, protect yourself from other people. And excuse the typing that you hear in the background. Um, I'm still working. Again, y'all know I'm big on bloopers. I'm not trying to seem polished. I want you all to know that I'm the most realistic podcaster you're going to see. Um, well, I'm sure there's others out there, but I'm not going to pose as being perfect. Um, but yeah, like that list is just scratching the surface for some of us. It's scratching the surface. Like when you really think about it, what is your emotional wall? What have you allowed to control how people get in? And how you perceive yourself to others. What What is it? For me, just being transparent, mine was my triggers. And the one about um, not letting people in. Because my RBF face is, is one that is for the books. Because I've been told that you look so mean and why do you look so mean? And I'm just like, it's to keep people out. Because anybody that really wants to know me is going to look past my RBF face and really want to get to know me. But it's only a small amount of people that will do that. But what I realized is that was an emotional wall. If I don't give you easy access to me then I lessen my chance of being hurt. But in actuality, all I was doing was preventing myself from experiencing great relationships. And this goes into the next topic that they talked about, being comfortable in your wall, being comfortable in your emotional state. For me, my rest and be face, I was so comfortable in appearing like I was unapproachable, appearing like I had an issue, appearing that I was mean so that it kept people out. But what that did was bring grief, honestly, because I never really had anybody to talk to. Every like I didn't have like close friends because they'll be like after they get to know me. You really not like what I thought. Yeah, because that was just my defense. Because I was scared to let you in. That's what people don't want to talk about. How terrifying it is to let someone in. Yeah, how terrifying it is to let someone in. So being comfortable in your walls. And then the people you love most. Um... And excuse the noise in the background. Um, But the people that you hurt the most. This is the one that that got me. The people that hurt you the most. um, Seems like the ones that you love the most. 
the people that hurt you the most. I'm doing a podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. Doing a podcast recording. Yeah. Um. Again, another blooper. But the people that you love seems like they hurt you the most. I'm gonna let that sit right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna let that sit right there just for a second. The people that you love the most hurt you the most. But what God made me realize in that statement and in that moment was, could it be that it is the people or could it be that you'd allow your love to cause no walls, no type of wisdom, no type of boundaries that you pushed off this unspoken expectation that because I love you, you're not supposed to hurt me. So then there is a conversation of accountability because how can you say, because I love you, you are not supposed to hurt me? How fair is that to another human being? We don't walk around like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hurt them today. Oh, yeah, I'm going to make sure and do this, that, and the third. We don't walk around saying that, but because we are human, our nature and whatever else gets in the way and then we end up doing something that we really didn't intentionally mean to do so is it that we are setting ourselves up with this unspoken and unrealistic expectation that if i love you you're not supposed to hurt me how fair is that to you or the other person when you love them you allow full access, which causes the risk of hurt to increase. That's what you have to understand. Love can be painful. Love can be good. Love can be, um, um, it can reproduce great things, but it can also bring some, some pain. But when you understand love, the best you can because love changes all the time but when you love when you learn the true essence of love which is even if you hurt me i can still love you past that that's what agape love is and that is what we were we are required to clothe ourselves in every single day that even though you hurt me i can still love you now we're not talking about somebody who's a manipulator or trying to use you or you've been abused. No, we're not talking about that. But I'm just talking about like little things like communication issues or finance issues or sexual issues or anything pertaining to relationships. But can you love them past that? So going back to the point, that unspoken expectation of if I love you, then you won't hurt me or you shouldn't hurt me. That's not realistic, guys. I'm sorry to tell you, but that's 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 unrealistic. We mess up every day. If that be the case, can guys pose the same question to you? Because this is how I think. I treat relationships how I treat the father. So, or I perceive myself in a relationship how God would perceive me. So how fair is it for me to hold such high standard to someone Who really is incapable of some things that they do. But yet I want God to believe me when I say I love him. Although I do things to hurt him. Make it make sense. (laughs) It doesn't. Because we hurt God every day. Because of our sinful nature. However, he still loves us past 
All of that. So how is it that we cannot do the same thing for humans on the earth? Um, and I'm reading along as I'm going. That's why it's a little bit quiet. Um, how do you handle the feelings we feel when we keep saying the same things about what's bothering us and we feel we are not heard? How are, and the question that is posed is how are we communicating those feelings? This was another um, topic that came up. How, how are we supposed to feel when we keep saying you're hurting me this way? Or when you do this, I won't even say you're hurting me. When you do this, this make me upset. When you say that, that pisses me off. When you do this, that triggers me. Okay. I hear you, but are you truly communicating with me your true feelings? You said that I piss you off, but is it that I triggered you from a childhood trauma? Do you hear how there are two totally different statements, but it's coming from the same person? And it has two totally different meanings. You piss me off is very surface in general. But when you say, I feel triggered because as a child, I dealt with this. Is that not more vulnerable? Is that not more transparent? Is that not more open? Like, aren't you more open? So the question you have to ask yourself is, if you keep repeating yourself, how are you communicating your feelings? Are they effective? And that's a sidebar. But I just wanted to throw that one in there because I was like, okay, God, you're doing your good work. How are you communicating your feelings? Are you even communicating at all? Or are you choosing the first emotion that's convenient, which is anger? I learned that in therapy. A lot of people choose anger as a convenient emotion because it's always present some way, somehow. That's why in the word it says, be quick to hear slow to speak and slow to anger because earthly anger does not produce the righteousness of God. Anger is easy to get to. It's quick to get angry. It's good. You can, you can get angry in a matter of seconds, but it takes more to say that you are hurt. It takes more to say that you're sad. It takes more to say you're disappointed because it requires you to be vulnerable and sensitive and open and not a lot of people allow themselves to do that so you got to ask yourself how are you communicating your feelings are your true feelings coming out or is it just your emotional wall defect or default which is anger i'm gonna get real angry i'm gonna say things to hurt your feelings so that you don't get to proud pry deeper into what i'm really saying behind these words i don't want you close in there I don't want you inside. I'm going to just keep this wall of anger and my harsh words and my blunt attitude and just telling people off so that you don't get to the scared little girl in me or the terrified little boy in me. Because if you, that's that's too close. That's too close. So that, again, was a sidebar. Quick little Lesson on communication uh, or communicating your feelings. And then the next question that was posed was, um, so what is it to you, emotional walls? I want you to ask yourself that. And then the second question was, do you have any? 
And if so, how were those emotional walls affecting your life, your relationship, and your faith, your relationship with God? Reflect on your track record, your resume of friendships, relationships, workships, partnerships, whatever. And has emotional walls been a thing and you have not even realized it? I want you to take some time after hearing this podcast and reflect. And I want you to pray the prayer of God, show me what my emotional walls are. Show me how they have played out in my life. And I promise you, he'll show you. And realizing that your emotional walls can also be reciprocated in your relationship with the father. Fear. Oh, well, he he may not come. Or did he hear me? Or because everyone let you down before, your mentality is, I can't expect too much so that I don't get hurt. If my expectations are low, then I won't get hurt. But you really shortening yourself the opportunity to experience beauty and fullness and wholeness because you're thinking from such a small perspective. You're thinking from a a very small perspective. So it, it, it does play out in your relationship with God. I want you to think about that. Then I want you to ask him, Lord, how is my emotional walls and my perspectives and all that I've gone through as a human being played out in our relationship? And he'll tell you that, too. And the last question was, how can you overcome them? And what do you think it's going to take to remove them? And are you willing to do it? How do you overcome it? By prayer. Literally realizing that you have an emotional wall issue and also realizing that you can't do it on your own and then asking God, here I am, Lord. You tell me to acknowledge you in all of my ways. Here is a way that I'm not proud of saying that I have, but I I have. Help me because I can't do this by myself. I'm terrified. I'm scared. People have let me down. People have lied. People have abused. And I'm getting emotional thinking about this. I'm terrified to let anybody in. Because when I let them in, it was the worst decision I could have ever made. And I've realized that by me doing that, it has caused me to not give you my full self because I'm I'm terrified of getting the same results although I know you're almighty although I know that you're able all that I know that you're my father and you really do love me but the way my mind is programmed I can't get past what has happened to me So, Father, I need your help. I no longer want to be emotional without you having the parameters set for my emotions. I no longer want to second guess. I no longer want to have to side eye to see if there's any hidden agendas. 
I don't want to keep myself closed off just in case. That's not the fullness of life that you want for me. So, Father, I need you. I need you to help me in getting rid of these walls so that I am able to finally be free. I don't want the walls anymore. I don't want my emotions to be up and down. I don't want to have to love with a guard up. I don't want to have to question people's intentions. Because understanding that you have full control of my life will then make me see that you won't let nobody inside my circle if they're not for me. That you'll protect me. That I don't have to worry about second guessing who's in my life and do the full time job of checking motives and all of that because you won't have that. So if I trust you with every area of me, I also trust that whoever comes into my life is really for me and who's not. You'll quickly remove them. And you'll expose it. So. That's my little spill. I hope that these last 20 minutes was full of God speaking to you. I pray that as you are listening to this podcast, even now, that God begins to overwhelm you with his love and his assurance that there is another way. That you that you trust the process and that you're so daring to say, God, show me me. Because the only way that I can get to the other side is if I understand who I am in the first place. So I thank you so much for joining me this evening or morning or or afternoon. And if you are not saved, I want to pray the prayer of salvation with you. This is my own personal written one, but it's the guideline for giving your life to God. If you say that you want to learn how to experience the fullness of life and God, this is the prayer for you. It's your time. Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I confess my sins and ask for your forgiveness. Please come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Take complete control of my life and help me to walk in your footsteps daily by the power of the Holy Spirit. God, I believe that your son Jesus came down to earth, died on the cross for my sins, and got up on the third day. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and for answering my prayers. Amen. And just like that, you are a part of the family. Thank you again for joining the safe place, safe conversations, and I hope to I hope you can hear from me the next time. <laughs> Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Safe Conversations with Nikayla. For more information about the Safe Place movement, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Safe Place MBMT. Please subscribe to the Safe Conversations with Nikayla podcast to stay updated on our next episode. It is our hope that you have been empowered, encouraged, and inspired in this safe place.